Thank you, Pastor, uh, for giving me this opportunity to, and uh, also a very special uh, privilege to preach here. And uh, tonight we're going to uh, 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 see the uh, John 6. Let's turn to the, our Bible, to John 6. And uh, so I, I, as a pastor, I realized that I have a, a gift to use the Word of God to uh, irritating people, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but tonight I'm gonna use my English to irritate you a year too. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll read. Uh, let me read the uh, uh, Book of John, uh, chapter six, uh, verse one to fourteen. Okay, and uh, so after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of uh, Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because. They saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And uh, Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread, that these may eat? And, and this, uh, this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, says unto him, There is the land here which have five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there, were, there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given uh, uh, thanks, he dis- uh, distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were sat down. And uh, likewise of the fishes, as much as they, they would, when they were filled... He said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet." That should come into the world. Let's have a word of prayer. In uh, and Lord, we thank you for uh, uh, this uh, opportunity that we can uh, come to your house and worship you. And also we, can, we, ha- we have this special privilege to pray to you. And Lord, and, and, uh, we thank for that you uh, give us a Bible and the, and the word of God and to, for us. And that we can not only read, but we can use this to uh, uh, to to admonish and to and to encourage each other and especially tonight as we open the Bible and please open each one of our mind one of our each one of our eyes and help us to have a humble heart to to receive your truth and uh, also please use your Bible use 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 the truth the message to encourage encourage our heart to strengthen our faith and Lord as we come together and please help us to. Uh, focus on, on the Word of God and to um, and, and have a one mind and one heart to look upon the Jesus. And Lord, and please tonight bless each one of us and also strengthen one of us. And please be with us and may you 
get a、uh, glory, and in Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. And I was got saved in 2006, and and that is my、uh, when I was in my sophomore in my university, and uh, uh, so uh, when I got just got saved, I have、uh, full of misconceptions in my in my in my mind, and、uh, you know my pastor and.、Uh, He's Pastor Miracle, and he he's very tall. He's more than six inches, a、uh, six foot. And、uh, well, so so、uh, in 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 my mind, I thought God could use him because you know he was tall. He's really tall. Every time when I talk to him, I always like this. So in the first year when I was with him, and I I didn't used to it, you know, because I never look people like this. But uh, uh, after one year, two years later, I got used to that. So that's that, there's been no problem. But the first period after I got saved, I always think that God could use him because of his high status and、uh, high stature. I'm sorry, and I, I thought God could use him because his beautiful children. Especially in China, if、uh, if if the white guy, you know, they have children, that would naturally draw lots of attention from the Asian people. So whenever he went, there's always a a people across. He beautiful, very cute, very cute, and、uh, that's always happened. In here, he's nobody, but in China, he's somebody, just like the star, you know. So I thought God could use him because of his beautiful children, and I thought God could use him because he was richer than average people uh, uh, in China.、Uh, the average foreigners, especially Americans, they can they can、uh, gain not some、uh, much more money than the Chinese people. So I I also I thought God could use him. Because he's he's a man of great charm, you know.、Uh, there's one time he ca- he came to me after church service. He said, "When I when I walk on the street, there's the man look at me, said, 'Oh, you're handsome.' And I don't know is he a homosexual guy or not, but、uh, but he just told said to my pastor, said, 'You're handsome.' And、uh, so you know he he's really a man of charm. And、uh, so I think that's one of the reason um, um, most likely that God could use him. And also, I thought God could use him because uh, uh, he's eloquent, and he's very eloquent, and he's always ready、uh, for dispute, disputing with people, and also for preaching. He's very eloquent. Uh, so uh, when I consider when I consider all of this, all of the elements that he has, and、uh, also compare me, and I didn't have even one of the one of these elements. That my pastor had that can be used by God. So I had a conclusion in in, in my mind in that time when I was just、uh, got saved. I can't used by God like how he used was used by God, you know. And、uh, but but as my spiritual、uh, age grow, I gradually realized the mistakes of all my conceptions about how a person can be used by God. So I started to uh, uh, gradually realize the very important truth in my in my in my life. That is, God uses people in spite of their born background, in spite their appearance and rich or poor, in spite their status, whether they are eloquent or not, in spite their person whether they have personal charm or not. 
and in spite their education background, and in spite their colors. But God uses people. It only depends on whether you are willing to give the Lord what you have now. And that's the topic, uh, uh, my sermon topic tonight: to give Lord what you have now. And I hope God can put this very important truth through tonight's message in, 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 into your heart. And I pray God, He can use this message to strengthen each one of us. And first, in the text, and we see a great need. That's from verse one to verse five. The 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 Bible says, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he did on these that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come on him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that this may eat? So first, you see, there's a great, there was a great need in that story, in that in that situation. Jesus had done so many miracles on the people which came to uh, uh, came to seek healing from him, and uh, so uh, many paralyzed people and those who blinded and the deaf, they all got uh, uh, he- healed by Jesus, and even. Those who have leprosy, and Jesus healed them. And, and, you know, Jesus even, he rose some people from dead. So, Jesus was so famous in that time. And uh, that's, that because that the miracle that he did draw lots of uh, attention from people. So, there are a great crowd, uh, 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 so follow him. And uh, so, when... Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee. There were a huge crowd follow him. They also they went over the Sea of Galilee, and uh, they want to seek healing and help from Jesus. Of course, we know that. So, but Bible says in that time, beside of all of this, the Passover feast was now. You know, the Passover in 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 Israel. I think it's almost a very similar like the Chinese Lunar Year in China. You know, in, if you know China in the Chinese New Year, that's that's you you can imagine the people are always crowd on the street, and not in the big city, especially in the small city, because all the people they are working in the big city in the Chinese New Year, they all traveling back to their hometown. So the hometown was was so crowd, and every every single uh, square feet uh, uh, people they are walking on the street. So. The Passover was night. That means there are even because of the feast that gather more people around Jesus. The Bible says there were roughly five thousand men there, and if we consider the women and the children, probably more than ten thousand people there in that time. So the Bible says in verse five, when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw. A great company come unto him. So that's the Jesus. He saw a very great need in that time. And if you check the same story in the book of Matthew, you would notice it's in the evening hour. What's the evening hour? Evening hour means people getting hungry. You know, the, all the people now they're getting hungry. In that time, they didn't have car to to ride. 
They didn't have, have bus to ride back their home. So, which means if disciples uh, uh, would not provide food for all the people that gathered together to, 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 uh, to, for Jesus, then all the people, they're going to walk back to their home with, very, uh, with, with great hungry. So that's the situation that Jesus and his disciples faced in that time. Remember, not only men, but also women and children uh, were among this crowd. That means you can imagine the children started to ask their parents for food. I have three children, and every time my children, my boys, they got hungry, they always keep asking me or my wife for food. And uh, that's sometimes really it's bothering you, you know. And also, you can imagine there are some, 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 some lady, they, they, they had their babies with them. And also, you can imagine the baby started crying. And so the crowd is, started getting very noisy because of the hungry situation. So there is a great need. And today, we have a great need too. Not the physical need, but the spiritual need. In the uh, Second Peter uh, uh, th- chapter three verse nine, the, the Bible says, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, and some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, to us word, not waiting that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." So you see, today we have a spiritual need. Not only today, it's it's from history and until today and to the future. And the great need is the need that everyone needs to hear the gospel. That everyone needs to repent. Needs to trust Jesus Christ and their Savior. They need to get saved. And also in 1 Timothy, verse, uh, that's chapter 2, 2 uh, 3 to 4, the Bible says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. So God really wants all men to be saved. That's, so the communism is, is, is junk, you know, because the Bible says God wants all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. And also in Matthew 9, uh, verse uh, 25, 35 to 38, the Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching their synagogues and preaching the gospel of of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and, and were scattered abroad, and, and sheep having no shepherd. So you see the need here is that every, every country, every cities, and every single villages, they need workers. And they need they need some men, some pastors to pastor those those people, and also uh, in, continue the the, the text is uh, thirty seven. Uh, it's then saith he then uh, then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So not only we have a spiritually that that is everyone in the world. We need to get saved. We need hearing the gospel. And we need, our souls need to have uh, eternal life. Not an eternal life in the hell, but eternal life with Jesus. And uh, the second need is that uh, every cities and villages are lack of workers, lack of laborers. The, the, the harvest is plenteous, but the workers, the laborers, uh, laborers are few. You know, in, uh, this is a very needy 
spiritual need, and it's a spiritual hungry all over the world. In Beijing, I minister, I minister in Beijing. In Beijing, we has a 20 million population, and uh, I check. Uh, you, you know, in China, we have uh, uh, altogether we have uh, 1.4 billion population. And today, I check on I. I, I just want to see uh, how many population, how large of, uh, of San uh, Angel is. And I checked that in 2016, San Angel has uh, 90,000 population. I don't know how about now. And in Fremont, they have, um, it have uh, uh, 230 population, 1,000 population there, 230,000. And Oakland, they have um, 420,000 population. And in, in California, it's almost um, 40 million people here. So it's a large number, large number. But in China, you know, Beijing is too big. Even Beijing, that's a single city. We have um, 20 million people there. And the California, it's much bigger than Beijing, but only 40 million. But 40 million is, is still bigger. It's still big, very big. And so you have a great need here, and also as well as in China, uh, in, in, in which most of them are not saved yet. Are not saved yet. And many of them have never heard the gospel even once in their lifetime. In China, I mean. In China. And... Uh, there's the uh, there, there's some uh, 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 numbers that uh, the Christian the Chinese Christian in in, in states they said uh, there are one uh, ten one hundred million uh, Christian in China. You know what? I don't believe that. If there's one hundred million Christian in China, that means one out of ten is a believer. But when I go to so many and when, uh, for 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 the ten years uh, now. I don't think there's one out of ten is a believer. Probably one of ten, one out of ten, and this guy, he, his mother or his father or his or his some kind of relative are Christians, but not got, not not saved. Probably I think it's one out of one hundred or one out, uh, out of fifty are saved. So the need is there, and uh, you know whenever there's the need and there's the burden. And so first we see a great need, but the second you see a great burden. So uh, that's from verse six, verse five, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, and chapter six, verse five. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he says unto Philip, "When shall we buy bread that this may eat?" And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, two hundred. Pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. So whenever there's a great need, there's a great burden. You'll feel a burden when you boss, when your boss needs you to complete the mission for you, uh, for him. And you'll feel a burden when you need money to pay the bill. And when you feel a burden when you are single, you need to get married. And when, you, when I feel burden, I have feel burden when I want when, when pastor asks me to preach on Wednesday night with English. So whenever there's a need, there's a burden, you know, it's a burden. And for the for the for the disciples there, when 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 they when, when they uh, face ten thousand people's uh, physical need there, 
they too have burden too. And uh, but by the way, we know Jesus; He's Almighty God. He doesn't have burden, and He know how to do. And uh, He already knew what He should do. The, the Bible says He just want to prove Philip. So when Jesus tried to prove Philip, that means Jesus tried to test Philip's faith, see how Philip react. And Philip instantly, in that moment, he felt big burden in his heart. He said, "For for two hundred penny worth." Can fit uh, of bread is not sufficient for them. That every one of them may take a little. Someone has counted before that two hundred penny worth in that time had hardly filled two thousand men. So that's why Philip said that that for everyone just can five thousand or ten thousand people just if we use 200 penny worth to buy bread, they can have just a little. They can be filled. They can be get full. They just they will still keep keep hungry. And so, um, in that in the same time, I, I think Philip had other worries too, because if the if the if the disciples they give all the money that they had, you know, Judah always has a bag and the, all the money that Judah had. If, if, he give, if they give all the money to, the, to, to those people, and what are they going to do in the future? You know, that's a very, uh, uh, that, that's the situation they face, and uh, uh, emergency. If they give all the money to the people, the disciple will instantly go in, Go into uh, bank- bankruptcy, right? They don't have money in the future. And also think about this: all the villages around the, the, those those people, even there's enough bake, uh, bakery, enough uh, uh, bread shops, but they can't provide ten thousand people's need instantly, immediately. Like in St. Andrew, if we, today, if we hold 10,000 people's feast and uh, we want to order from all, the, all of the uh, bakery for, for bread, I don't think they can provide. Because in that time, it's even harder for them. And so, what Philip means was, Jesus, that is not work at all, what you, what, what you want us to do. And let them go and find their own food. How about this? We can't do this. And Judah... Uh, uh, has not enough money. If if he give all, if we give all, then what are we gonna do in the future? What are we gonna have? And we, uh, how about our t- uh, uh, breakfast tomorrow morning? So, so for him, for for uh, Philip and the, those disciples among Jesus, they really have a great burden in their heart. And also, you know, you, you see Jesus, he saw the need, and he brought the burden to his disciples. But my question is, is it right to help these people? I think yes, because they're hungry. And also, from, uh, 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 the place from their home is really far. It's very far from their home. And should they help these people? Yes. Do they have the need for, uh, do they have, uh, have the physical need or not? Yes. So, in that moment, if the, if the disciples, they only focus on the environment... Or if they only focus on how much money they had, then they are going to get so burdensome and lose their compassion. So if, if, 
as as we see today, if you saw the great need, the spiritual need of this world, you feel you you, you will feel burdened too. You know what? When I uh, read the news, it's from a Chinese uh, a government. They, they, their report said the official number about Christians in China. It's from the government. It is only 35 million people, and that include include uh, Catholic. Those Catholics. So the need is really big. It's really there, and the, the, the great. The, so we we can feel the burden. Um, Jesus said, the, neighbor, "The neighbors are few, but the harvest truly is plenteous." And if you can see this spiritually around you and in the, in the, also around this world, and you will feel that burden, just like Philip felt the burden instantly in your heart. And uh, but uh, when Christian, when our mind, when our eyes was blinded by the God of this world, <clears throat> when our minds and our eyes are so focused on the materialism and the the things that that uh, in, in this world, and then we're gonna blind it by the God of this world, and we cannot see the spiritual need. And so. Just like Jesus opened Philip's mind 2,000 years ago, we need God today to open our mind, our eyes, so we can see the great spiritual need of this world today. So we can feel the great spiritual burden of this world, just like Philip felt the great physical burden 2,000 years ago on the mountain. So, brothers and sisters, please don't live in spiritual blindness. Please don't stay apathetic. Please don't be a spectator. You need to get up and we need to do something for the Lord. Jesus has said, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The soul of man... Even one, only one soul of man is too precious. It's priceless in, God, in the eyes of God. And you, you know what? The, 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 the things, the, uh, the, the special thing is God not only loves people, love the world, but also He loves each individual. He loves you and me. And this is why Bible says God is not waiting that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And also in Ezekiel 33, verse 11, the Bible says, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that wicked turned from his way and live. God doesn't have pleasure in the death of the wicked. He really wished the weakest people in the world, repent and trust Him and have eternal life. May God open our eyes and minds that us see the great spiritual need today in the world. May we not always focus on this world, the, the, the entertainment, the, the, play, the world's pleasure, and also the materialism, and also the things that we want from this world. And may we have a have our eyes that we, we always look upon Jesus and look eternity, 
not look at a temporary life only can last 80 years or 90 years long. And also, before I came to States, recently I got a phone call from a Korean pastor, pastor from Korea. And he said he had a church in Beijing which needs a pastor. I, 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 I uh, communicate this uh, issues with pastor uh, uh, when I was States many times. So he said he has a church in Beijing which needs a pastor. The former Chinese pastor lost his qualification because he has been lived separately with his wife for almost six months. And he asked me that whether I can go to take care of that church. And the church has some 20 people. And uh, now, before it started as a Baptist church, but now it's, it's totally changed. It's, uh, it's like a new evangelical church. And their offering cannot even pay their church rent now. So, you know what? I say yes, but after I say yes, I really feel burdensome. Just like Philip and Andrew. I know I, I don't have ability to help them. Because I have my own church. And also, my home, from my home, uh, it takes, uh, uh, it, it, uh, I think it's 40 miles, uh, if you change kilometers, 40 miles from my home to the church. And, and it's, uh, it's, if I drive, it takes one hour and a half driving. If I take bus and, and change subway, and it will take me two hours and a half. So that's really far. And I know I don't have ability to help them. How can I, how do I take care of my church if I try to take care of them in the same time? And also, what about my family? I have my wife and I have my children. They need my time too. So it's too burdensome to me. So the next morning, I woke up in 5 a.m. in the morning. One, uh, after I visited that church. And you know, bef- uh, uh, I, I still remember that uh, the time when, when I was waking, w- w- uh, waking uh, 5 a.m. is uh, before I proposed my wife. And I, I'm very nervous. So <laughs> that's many years ago. But now it happened again. And also in, in, in states here, in, in, a ver- in, a, in the first Sunday that I preach here in the night, I, wake up, I woke up in 3 a.m. And I woke up and tell my pa- I tell pastor, I said, I woke up at 3 a.m. I, I didn't have a very good sleep. And you know what? When I checked the time, that the time, uh, 3 a.m. in China, the church is now, uh, in, in the same time, they have the service. And one of my brothers is preaching at church. So I really feel burdensome. So I, sometimes I told to myself, what a, what, what, what a wonderful thing it would be if I directly rejected the Korean pastor's requ- requirements. How stupid I am when I give myself such a great burden sometimes. I really have that kind of a regret. But, but my question is, should we run away from the burden that God gave us? You know what? In that story, Jesus saw the burden, right? And he saw the need and he passed down the burden to his disciples. So if the burden, the need is from the Lord, even it's great, and we should take it. We should take it. Even if it's heavy, even if it's sorrowful, we should take it. And, uh, you know, we, we, should, we should think about that when Jesus, He was praying in the garden. 
before he was betrayed by Judah. And he was in a great burden too. And the Bible says he began to have sorrowful, to be sorrowful and very heavy. And even that he prayed, Oh my father, if it is to be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Remember this, if you tend to run away from God and rely on yourself when you face burden, then you are going to surely fail in the end. You always fail. So, in the second point, we see a great burden. And the third is a very great miracle. Or a very, and and uh, uh, after a great sacrifice. So, that's from verse 8. Let's turn back to the book of John 6. And uh, verse 8 to 14. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is the land there, uh, here. Which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sit down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he dis- distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sit down, and likewise of the fishes, as much as they would, when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, and nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above them that, that had eaten, eaten. And then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a, this is, this is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world. So finally, you, you see, there's the great uh, a miracle followed the great sacrifice. Andrew, finally, he found a little land. That, 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 that would be a little boy who had five loaves and two little fishes. And it's the, you know, in this moment, you would think it's the boy's dinner most likely, right? Probably it's his mommy made this for him and to let him to take. And so in, in case of the, uh, he, he get a, a hungry, then he can eat. And please consider this with me. Which is harder to ask food from adult or from child? And which is harder to ask all the food from an adult or from a child? Think. And which is harder to ask all the food from a hungry adult or from a hungry little boy. You know, I have boys. And I know children, they're loving their foods, right? Sometimes they just worship their foods. And those, those who uh, kidnap, you know, they just give them food. Say, hey, you go with me, I give this food. And they will work, <laughs> you know. So... Uh, Many times for the, for the kids, for the boys, for the girls, uh, when they are very young, they will take their food as the most important thing in their life. And uh, uh, so I think this boy is, is uh, no different than other boys. He's average boy. And he has the average struggle too. He loves his food. He's hungry now. Probably... He had gone through a very great struggle in his mind. But finally, he made a decision. I want to, I want to give my food to Jesus. All of it. 
even I'm hungry. You know, he also faced a great burden. If he gives his food to Jesus, that means he will suffer hungry. Is that burdensome? Yes. Everyone will get burdensome if it's too hungry. And also, if he eats his food, then others will suffer hungry. You see, everyone has a burden. And everyone has his own burden. The question is not whether you have burden or not. We all have burden. The question is, how do you confront your burden? How do you deal with your burden? How do you deal with your pressure? The question is, will you leaning on God or rely on your wisdom, your ability when you face burden? Fortunately, this is not the boy's thought. My foot is too little to fit Jesus, too, 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 too small, and, and it's better for me to eat them all. Or he didn't think, I must take care of myself first, then take care of others. That's not a thought, fortunately. Because, you know, the five loaves and two little fishes may not mean too much to the 10,000 people. But it, for the boy, it was all he had. It's very much for him. Maybe for you just like the boy, maybe you don't have much money. You don't have much talent, knowledge, position. Position. Maybe you don't have a very remarkable appearance. Maybe you don't have a very good background. Maybe you grew up in a broken family. Maybe compared to the, the spiritual need around you in the church or in, the, in San Andrew, in states and in, 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 in the world... What you have is nothing. Just like the two little boy, the five loaves and two little fish, what he have compared to the 10,000 people's need is nothing. Cannot even make a one man, an adult, uh, 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 full, uh, get, uh, get him full. But people, when you give this five little fish and two, uh, five little loaves and two little fish to Jesus, Maybe people will mock and the boy, right? Will mock and Jew. Maybe they will say, you're a fool. Why you give this to, 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 to Jesus? That's too little. It's not work. But, you know, five loaves and two little fish may not enough to the people, to the 5,000 people, to 10,000 people. But it's fairly enough for Jesus. And what you have now may not very much, may not very great, but it's enough for Jesus to use you today. And what God wants is that you give all that you have now to Him. But sometimes we always tell God that we're going to serve God until we achieve a certain level in the future. But God says, you know what? What I want is your five loaves and two little fishes. I don't want your future. I want now. What I want is the little things on your hand. Maybe you thought God will use, use me five or ten years later. Let me tell you, God wants to use you now. He wants your heart now. If there's opportunity, just that little boy, five loaves and two little fish, maybe it's too little. But if, if the opportunity is there, it's... Enough for Jesus. Enough for Him. 
You've, you may thought that what you have now can never ever meet the need for 5,000 or even more people's need. But Jesus is able to use it to bless 10,000 or even more people's need. And you know in that story, not only meet all the needs, it's, far, it's, it's um, more than enough. After that, Jesus uh, asked his disciples to, to collect all the fragments. There are 12 baskets. So, we, uh, God, He's Almighty. He has enough power. He has enough ability. He's, but he was Almighty God before. He's still Almighty God today. The question is not, He can do it or not. The question is, are you waiting? That's the question. In Jeremiah 33, uh, 2-3, the verse said, Thus says the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it, to establish it. The Lord is His name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You know, the Lord, He said, He's the maker, and He that form it, and He that establish it. So you don't have to worry how you're going to do it. You just give what you have now to Jesus. As the little boy, give his five loaves and two little fishes to Jesus. And Jesus didn't ask him to deliver all the fishes and, and, and the loaves and the transform it to, to 5,000 people's need. No. Jesus just, just give me and I will take care of the rest. That's what Jesus' way to handle our sacrifice and also God told Zechariah, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And God had asked Abraham once, is, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? So in the end of the story, we found in the beginning, Jesus didn't want the disciples getting bankruptcy for giving all their money out. He doesn't have that plan. Jesus, in the beginning, he didn't want the little boy to suffer hungry. Actually, the little boy, after he gave five loaves and two little fishes, then he get more, right? He also failed in the end. But in the very beginning, Jesus, he was waiting for someone who had faith in him and willing to give all that he has to Jesus. Jesus' plan was to use someone's small sacrifice to provide all the people's need. What Jesus wants is your faith in Him. In Hebrew 11.6, Bible says, But without faith it is possible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is the reward of them that diligently seek Him. So once you have faith in Jesus, willing to give to Him all that you have now, not in the future, now, then God could use you beyond all your imagination. For, for the little boy, he never imagined Jesus can use the five, his dinner, five loaves and two fishes to, 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 to uh, feed all the people there. He never imagined this. Probably in the beginning, he just think, he just thought, I just give this to Jesus and he can, maybe he can uh, eat my food and he can get uh, full. He will not be hungry. But he didn't imagine how Jesus can use his sacrifice to meet all the people's physical need. Brothers and sisters, you cannot imagine how Jesus can use your little sacrifice to meet 
the spiritual need around you, in the church, in, in America, and also in the world. Finally, a very important truth. First, you see a great need. Second, you see a great burden. Third, you see a great miracle after a great sacrifice. Finally, you see this man, in that, uh, in that moment, he grasped this very important chance. He has grasped the need in, at, at that time. The final point is, if you miss the chance now, you are going to miss the chance tomorrow. You know what? If you don't want to give Jesus five breads and two little fishes today, you will not give Jesus ten breads and four big fishes in the future. Why? Because in the Luke 16.10, Jesus said, He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. The small step every time of today is for a big step of tomorrow. So if today you have a chance, but you don't have faith to, to give what you have to Jesus and to do His work, I'll surely tell you, you will miss the chance tomorrow. Because tomorrow requires big Bigger faith. And tomorrow require your, your stronger faith. The, you know, the growth of every bones and muscles of today, of the, of the baby today is for him to take his very step in the future. If you don't grasp small chance today in your life, you won't grasp the bigger chance tomorrow. Please. If you see a chance, uh, opportunity to serve God, to give what you can give now, please give to Jesus, give to Him. Then God can use you, can use your sacrifice beyond your imagination to meet many people's need, spiritual need. You know, in the beginning, I mentioned about the, all the misconception in my mind that my pastor, why he can't be used by God. You know what changed my mind? Brother Vaughn, please show the picture. I think it's 2007. And uh, I, I was got saved in 2006. In 2007, I went to a city in the, in the middle of China. And that city is called Zhenzhou. And uh, and I met a lady, and she uh, she's in a uh, independent Baptist church, and she has some born genetic defect, that is uh, muscular atrophy. I don't know whether you understand it or not, but I just checked the word <laughs> through the dictionary. And you see him, you see her smile, but you know she doesn't because she has that disease. So his, his her muscle doesn't uh, uh, develop very good. And uh, she doesn't have a um, very good appearance. Uh, she really died, actually. She really died in, in her uh, 40s. And uh, her hand is cut. She cannot walk by herself. She, uh, she needs 
someone to take care of her 24 hours, seven days. And if she sat too long, she will feel very tired and she has to lie on, the, on, on her bed. And that's her situation. Very, very, uh, very, uh, how, how do you say? And it's, uh, you, when you see her, you really have compassion and uh, you will touch your heart. But, she, but what I know from this lady is that since she got saved, the first period of her church, half of the, saved, uh, of the people that got saved was through her. She didn't them to save. And in China, she, uh, you know, she's, she doesn't know, she didn't know English before she saved. But after she, she got saved, and she started to, to study English by herself. And then she used her English to translate so many good English uh, books from, from, from uh, English to Chinese and including the trail of blood. Now there are some Baptist churches use that. Well, it's her translation. Her age is not very long, 40, 40 years. And also when we see her, I will, if, if it's me, I will say, you, you, you can serve Lord. Because you can walk. You can only sit and you need people to take care of you 24 hours, 7 days. But she has a sacrifice heart. And she grasped the chance that she had in that moment. And she gave her five loaves and two fishes to God. So God used her a great way. If, if, she, if God can use she, can use her, I think God also could use us, each one of us. We don't have excuse. I don't know what you face for, and I don't know what chance, what opportunity do you have now. I don't know what need do you see today. But I want to challenge you, when you face a great spiritual need, when you, when, you, when, you, when you felt a burden that is from God, please step out, just like the little boy, just like this lady, and give all the Lord that you have now. And God can use you no matter how small the sacrifice is. And God can turn the five loaves and two little fishes to a 10,000 people's feast. Don't afraid what you can give to God is too small, too little. Give what you have now and give what you have today. Let's pray. And Lord, we thank you for, the, uh, for, the, for, the, for this uh, little boy. And we thank you and for his sacrifice. And also we thank you and for the word of God that we have today. And Lord, and please help us to, tonight as we are, uh, are, are looking at this story. And please use, use the Holy Spirit to, to touch our hearts and help us to make right decision. And help us to, to understand that God use, uses people in spite of their, their, their ability, their uh, appearance, their born background, their family situation, and in spite of their education background. And God uses people. All in depends on whether we have a willing heart to give what to the Lord that we have now. And please continue working amongst us and transform our lives and help us with, uh, give 
give what we have now today to you so we can be a blessing to the rest of the people around us and to the rest of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand. We're not going to sing. Would you give what you have? Did the Lord impress upon you some great things? And we're just wondering who else is going to do it. Who's going to help me to reach this area for Christ? Who's going to come alongside of me to help us win our area to Jesus? Are we going to keep making excuses? You know, one of the most probing thoughts that was in this message tonight is that Jesus asked us of Philip to prove what was in him, for he already knew what he would do. And I wonder if God spoke to you tonight, that, as he's spoken to me, that there's a lot more we could do. And this little boy, who probably had no idea as he came to that, that desert side where Jesus was preaching, teaching, that he'd be called upon to give what he had. And sometimes we think about these things. Maybe we're just too busy hoarding and coveting. And we're thinking, planning for things. And beloved, I remind you tonight, we brought nothing into this world. We bring nothing out of this world. The slave treasures for ourselves in heaven where moth and rust do not corrupt. It's not just for a young person. It's for all of us. And sometimes we get to where we rely on logic and calculations and this and that. And really, that's not faith. We must believe that He is. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Would you, would you give your all tonight? Would you give your best? Don't give God your leftovers. Give God your best. Would you do that tonight? Fathers, many are praying around the room. We are given some very stirring thoughts about our lives, about what you've trusted us with. And just even the power of that thought, God wants what you want, what we have now, not worrying about what's in the future. And so many talk about tomorrow. But the Bible says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may be. The Bible says, Today is the day of salvation. Today, now is accepted time. The most important moment of our day is now. Now. Father, I pray we'd be gripped with a sense of now. Now's the time to serve God. Now's the time to surrender. Now's the time to be real. Now's the time to confess our sins. Now's the time, Lord, to make wrong things right. Now's the time to exercise faith. Father, we can apply that in so many areas. And a lot, a lot of times, Lord, we think about, we're worried about tomorrow, and yet Jesus said, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof. And so, Lord, this evening we, we thank you for the very powerful message to preach from a very familiar passage that we need to hear from. Father, help us tonight as we leave that our hearts would be moved and stirred and bothered by what we've heard. Now, Father, tonight thank you again for the wonderful Word of God. Help us not to let none of your Word fall to the ground. Bless what's been preached tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That was a powerful message tonight. And we needed to hear that. Thank you, Pastor Jen. It was so good to hear that. And um, just some new thoughts that were just reminders to us about giving. And, you know, that little boy saved the day, didn't he? You think about it. He saved the day. And uh, he's the only one really got the blessing other than the people got fed. I mean, those, those disciples, they didn't put anything into the pot. <laughs> they did nothing for it except distribute. And they didn't get it. And 
you know, later on, Jesus would have to put a storm in their life because of their doubts there. And I, I just hope that we got some thoughts out of that tonight that will help us. I have a few things tonight. Men, 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 we have a men's barbecue this, this Saturday. How many of you are going? Say amen. How many are going? Okay, guys, it didn't raise your hand. You need to come. You need to be there. It's going to be a great barbecue. First of all, it's good for you to come. You need fellowship. We need the fellowship. Number two, it's good for you to come. You need to get filled with protein. Amen? And we want you to eat. We're going to have a lot of food, and we don't want anything left over. Amen? So what I suggest, if you have any plans for fasting, fast tomorrow and Friday. Come with an appetite Saturday. Amen? We're, we're going to have a lot of good food. And, uh, you know, come to get your soul filled up. Pastor Brown will be a great encouragement to you. And uh, he's building a great church up in Marysville there. And I want you to hear him. He's a blessing. And he'll be a blessing to you. And I want you to come there. Bring somebody with you to hear the gospel. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to do that to bring somebody forth. So, men, let's come. Let's have a good turnout. Uh, why don't you take a moment to call three to five men that you that you that maybe you've had prayer time with or somebody there that you can invite and have them come. And we're asking for a lot of time. Come come that morning just as a men time. Uh, we're going to have so many in the morning, and then we'll get back here right around 12, 12, 15. So I've got two men, Brother Erwin and Brother Justin will be back there. Would you let them know you're coming? And then we need the men to stay to help kind of put everything away. We just, we're going to bond together and put everything away and have a wonderful time. So you do that. We're going to have time of prayer as men. It'll be challenging. But we have a book we want to give you that will help you. Most of you men probably don't have the book. And uh, we want you to get a book that will help encourage you in your faith and help you grow in the Lord. That will be a wonderful thing. So do that. Bring your money to pay at the door, $5. I mean, that's a, that's, you can't even get a happy meal now for 5 By the way, Brother Jim, that was a happy meal in there. Amen? And the little boy had was a happy meal, five loaves and two fishes there. So that we're going to have a better happy meal this coming this coming Saturday. That'll be good there for you. Well, we're glad you're here tonight. Take a moment to shake hands with your neighbors. Let them know you're glad they're here tonight. God bless you. You're dismissed tonight.